Hello everyone, this is Darren Sands. And Frank Riker. And welcome to this special bonus edition of the Slaughtered Lamb Movie Podcast. We're in between episodes of, of Cool Cruel Summers. Those episodes take a while to put together and so we thought we'd just kind of break away from that and uh, and talk about something we were going to record a few weeks ago, which is disaster movies. We should actually say this isn't disaster movies like Ishtar or, or Hudson Hawk or what, what is it, John Carter of Mars and things sure. like that. <laughs> this is kind of acts of God and, and sort of man-made disaster movies. So we're just we're not going to waste any time. We're just going to crack straight on with it. Uh, Frank, your first film. My first film is a movie that everybody was seemed to want to go watch in the theater at the time, and that was 1993's Alive dealing with the football uh-huh. team the rugby team that crashed into the uh into the mountains the snowy mountain areas and ate everyone's ass <laughs> do you think you could be driven to do something like that i don't mean <sighs> eat ass i mean <laughs> I'm, 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 that's probably quite easy with you <laughs> live ass dead ass hairy ass smooth ass dimple ass you know whatever so i probably I probably could if I have to. It's just a shell of a person. It's not there anymore. Which uh, part would you go for first? They, actually, it's, it's said that if you have to eat anybody, you have to pick the glutes. Because that's where the most meat and most fat is. And I guess so. I mean, you're not going to start, you know, anywhere else. I mean, chewing someone's bicep is probably pretty tough. But I remember when that guy, uh, they were, they, I remember when they were trying to venture out. And they were saying, yeah, let's go hiking, um, you know, bring some fill. Or bring some Steve, you know, with you, uh, some jerky. And they found, I guess, part of the plane a few miles away. And it was there was toothpaste. And people were just eating that toothpaste because, I don't know, they want to make their, their breath fresh after eating all that ass. Oh. Or, uh, you know, they just wanted something to wash away ass, you know, from the eating. Oh. But it is a disaster film. They were stuck there, you know... Uh, I remember that one part where the guy had a piece of the plane or the sea went through him, and he went to, I guess, Ethan Hawke was in it and said, is this, should I be concerned about this? He's like, no, no, don't worry about it. And when the guy turned, he pulled it out really quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's no, like, I oh. remember that. And the one guy uh, said, well, if you're going to eat me, can you make sure to clean your plate? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what'd you think? This was, a, this, was the talk, uh, this was the talk of the town at the time, wasn't it, this movie? It was, yeah, it was, I think it, I think it did okay. Um, I, I just, I, I remember the sound mix on the plane crash, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was kind of in those early days of Dolby Digital, and I, I just remember the sound on that was, was stunning at the cinema that I worked at at the time. It's, there was also a, I believe it was a, because it happened in... Uh, Uruguay. Where, Uruguay, that was it. Uh, there was a movie that came out in the late 70s, early 80s called Survive, which yeah. was the first attempt at, at telling that story, which um, was, was okay. I think I saw it once. It was okay. But, yeah, it's one of those horrible situations you don't ever w- want to <laughs> be caught up in. Inquiring minds want to know, would you eat ass? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows how Me? I yeah. Me, I don't, I don't know. If I, I just, I, 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 right now, no. Uh, but who knows if I'm stuck on the side of Ilkley Moor and in the fucking snow, and I got, I've got no other option. Then maybe I would. Would you want it to be from a, a family friend that you know is clean, or, or would you want a stranger? Well, I certainly wouldn't <laughs> eat your ass. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I'm holding your hand. Go ahead, Darren. I'm dying. I don't care. <laughs> Good luck to you, my friend. 
or, or you have some bum. I'm gonna give him a He just he wears the pants. You know, the, he wears the same pants from the bum from Terminator. You know that John uh, <laughs> oh. that, that Kyle Reese stole. <laughs> Would you want fresh ass or bum ass? You know. <laughs> Well, this is taking a turn. <laughs> oh, this is, this is disaster movies turned to ass eating. So my first disaster movie, uh, I remember watching it kind of in the early '80s, and it's an Irwin Allen film. In fact, one of the last sort of disaster movies that he did. Uh, Irwin Allen, of course, big Hollywood producer who was nicknamed the Master of Disaster, who did many of these movies in the uh, in the in the '70s and, and early '80s, which some of them were successes and others maybe not so much, but. When Time Ran Out, directed by James Gladstone, is, is my first choice, which initially started life as Towering Inferno 2. But hmm. Steve McQueen, who was under contract to Irwin Allen, refused to do it. And so the movie kind of evolved into uh, this bizarre film about a, a volcano erupting in a, a holiday resort. The effects are just awful in this film. It's got a great cast, though. It's, a, it's, it's kind of a mishmash of Poseidon and uh, Towering Inferno in terms of its cast. So you've got Paul Newman, William Holden, who were in Towering Inferno together. You've also got Red Buttons, Ernest Borgnine, uh, who were in uh, Poseidon. And also they chuck in Burgess Meredith, uh, Jacqueline Bissett and, and Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi. It's what's, What really strikes me about this film is, is that the marketing for it was so confusing. It's such a bad movie. They didn't know what to do with it. And so they tried to market it like a comedy. I don't know how it came to advertising the movie like that when it's so not that sort of film. The other thing to say about it was that it's... Irwin Allen's third movie to bomb um, sort of disaster movie that, that was a, a disaster if you like his third disaster um, literally his third disastrous movie um, after the swarm uh, and beyond the Poseidon adventure um, with beyond the Poseidon adventure was a oh, bad God. film but but what, what also uh, what I really love about this is that uh, before he died Paul Newman confessed to this being the only movie that he ever did for the money. On his and, uh, <laughs> yeah. None of this, and you know, I love you. <laughs> yeah, and apparently he used the money from this movie to set up his uh, salad dressing business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call this Homemade Caesar. <laughs> yeah. Was it like New Newman's Own or something oh, like that? Oh, Newman's Own, Gentleman's off. Relish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So when time run out is a, is a is a bit of a disastrous movie, uh, but but I remember it as a kid and remember being quite excited by it and and you know it's a great cast and uh, yeah that's my first entry. My my second entry is 1978's Roger Corman produced Avalanche, starring uh, Mia Farrow and a real man's man, Rock Hudson, literally a real man's man, dealing with you know Rock Hudson being this. Uh, this tycoon who wind up setting up a, a ski resort on the edge of a mountain and all of a sudden, you know, a helicopter, or actually I should say a plane, crashes into a mountain during a snowstorm and causes an avalanche going into Rock Hudson's ski resort. And everyone's trying to get out and uh, save everybody's life. But, you know, a lot of people die in it. Uh, but yeah, 1978 avalanche, a kind of man-made slash natural disaster who puts a damn ski resort in a mountain 
yeah, Avalanche. I, I, I do remember seeing it a long time ago. I don't remember. I think it was one of those sort of disaster films that was kind of, uh, I don't know whether you're a fan of it or not, but uh, a film called Meteor, which was kind of a really boring disaster film in the in the late 70s, I think it was. And Avalanche as well kind of fell into that category for me. I didn't particularly think it was anything outstanding. Meteor was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of like, Avalanche, you could tell people just grabbed the snow and just took a bucket and made miniatures and just threw you know, <laughs> yeah. it threw it on Barbie dolls set. Meteor was kind of like people took flaming bouncy balls and threw them, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or balls on string. You know, uh, but yeah, but because it was Roger Corman, you have to watch it, of course. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. All right, your your next disaster. So my next one, and I think we both want to kind of talk about this one, is the day after. Yeah, 1983 TV movie directed by Nicholas Mayer, who did Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. um, starring Jason Robards, Joe Beth Williams, Steve Guttenberg, and John Lithgow, which is quite a strong old TV cast, I guess, which is around about two and a half hours long. It was initially four hours, and there was all sorts of issues during production with, with Nicholas Mayer because he wanted to show the real horror of a of a, a nuclear bomb going off in, in, in Kansas, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was it was was an attack by the Russians. He really wanted to depict the horror of a nuclear bomb of people burning alive and 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 the aftermath of it and everything. Um, but the TV networks, the the censors were getting too heavy with him, and so they were really toning his film down. And he actually walked off the off the production um, in during post production. He tried to have his name removed from from the movie in the end, but. Apparently, he kind of relented and went back and finished the film. But it's a really harrowing experience. And even today, I mean, everything's really dated about it. But just, you know, you and I looked at that kind of bomb detonation sequence today. And and it's, whilst it's it's aged and it's of its time, there's still something quite upsetting about it. Mm -hmm. I thought it's not based upon scientific fact. Mm. You know, well, I it, guess so. It, it's been dramatized, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, it, yeah. Even the commercial spots were like, you know, watch it. You know, if it would might save your life. And I think at the time, what wasn't the highest rated TV show? Eighty three million people across the world watch it. Wow. And wow. it was uh, people were shocked by it. They were they were actually scared watching it. Though seeing these missiles cross each other, yeah, you know, one yeah. going after the other, and. I think a lot of people nowadays would just look at it and just start laughing at it. Yeah, it, I guess so. I just think it at the time there was there was huge controversy around it. And I remember that we had commercial breaks in it in, in the UK and I remember that when we were watching it me and my mom and dad I remember the TV announcer saying, "Okay folks, so the second half of the movie's coming up now and we'd like to warn you that there is going to be a scene of a nuclear bomb going off and the devastation it causes. You, you've been warned. Uh, it is not for the faint of heart and all that kind of stuff. And they gave you a warning mid-program about it. And I think it, I read in America as well that, that um, during the bomb sequence and the aftermath, that they refused to, that they couldn't put adverts in uh, because nobody would buy into those commercial slots because yeah. it was supposed to be so so harrowing to watch that people would be just talking about what they'd just seen in the commercials rather than wondering where they can buy their fucking Corf fried rice. chicken from. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's burning to a crisp, the colonel comes on. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, we also had um, a, a kind of British version of this, which still holds up really well and is, is actually really um, quite harrowing to this day. And it's called Threads, which was about a nuclear bomb going off in Sheffield. I think it was made like a year or two after the day after. An interesting man-made disaster movie um, that, yeah... I, I think it deserves a place on the list. It does. It does. You know, I was toying with it myself to put it on, so I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, it it's one of those movies where you, they want you to be scared. They want you to be aware. They want you to educate on how close we are, as they say, the atomic clock is coming closer to midnight. Um, but then you actually hear a lot of people, um, well, including from at that time, it was the West, you know, um, against the Soviet Union. Uh, would say nobody actually wants to push that button because they know the other side will push the button just as quick. And that's, it's just, I I don't know. It it scared the crap out of a lot of people. Uh, I remember my dad, you know, me, I'm I'm just a little kid at the time, but I was watching it. He's laughing at the, at the fucking thing going, that would never happen. (laughs) Look at them. They're all, they just covered with dirt. They should be walking ash by now. But we're going to move from that disaster to, to my disaster. Now, I, I love this movie. I think it's just a little long. Uh, 1995's medical disaster outbreak. Uh, with, with the monkey spreading you know, his, his disease all over this little town. And Dustin Hoffman and his nose have to go and find the antivirus of this, uh, uh, with, of this monkey. Uh, within this monkey, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., Rene Russo, Kevin Spacey, Morgan Freeman. Oscar winners, right? Or at least a, a, yeah. some of them. Um, Wolf, Wolfgang Peterson is well. a good director. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know these people trying to escape this town because it's all been blocked off. Kind of I remember when when COVID happened, everyone brought this movie up because <laughs> yeah. everybody yeah. was was dying. And I know up uh, over by me, up in upstate New York, uh, they had a town that was quarantined just like Outbreak, and we were wondering if anyone escaped, you know, in their truck. An Apache helicopter was going to come by <laughs> and shoot it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's an interesting film. I, I um, it was always one of my favourites of the nineties um, because I don't know Dustin Hoffman just brought a kind of some real credibility to it, didn't he? Sitting there with his little picture, we need to find this monkey. <laughs> no offense, Journal. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he's about four foot tall running around, you know, pushing army folks around and all that kind of stuff. It was, uh, no, it's a good film. Yeah. And, and and I guess one of Kevin Spacey's sort of early Yeah, one of like his first roles. Yeah. He wasn't really a, a household name at that time. You know, he was just... He, a, I think he'd done the Richard Pryor Gene Wilder thing, hadn't he? At, yes. Around that time, yeah, this was before, before yeah. you know, American Beauty, of course. And uh, I think way before Seven. I think seven was yeah. like later nineties, and, and, and way before he before he got caught order takeout. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think outbreak deserves to be on a disaster list because if you think about it, it is a medical disaster, and if and also man made because the government hid uh, hit it as a um, germ warfare. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they just uh, it, this thing was just uh, they already knew about it, but. Um, you know, luckily there was a happy ending. <laughs> that, now, I, it's interesting. I never thought about this film as a disaster film until you sort of mentioned it then. Do you know that there was two... Again, you, you mentioned uh, Volcano and Dante's Peak and Deep Impact and Armageddon. 
Do you know that there was another film that started production um, at the same time as Outbreak? Outbreak was ahead of it, though. And because of the cast they got together for Outbreak, they actually closed the production of a movie called Crisis in the Hot Zone. Which really? was direct, directed by Ridley Scott, yeah. And it was it was Robert Redford and Jodie Foster. And I think they were like a week into shooting or something, and it just got closed down. And But it was recently remade um, by Ridley Scott's production company uh, as a miniseries called The Hot Zone, which came on tv i think last year and season two is about to air which i saw which was it was all about ebola yeah so it totally ruined that production and they obviously millions and millions of dollars went down the drain and they just thought we can't release this the stories are too similar and we can't go out at the same time and it's just you know you probably would think that one germ disaster you know you can make a lot of movies about volcanoes and meteors and yeah, avalanche yeah. but nobody wants to see you know two theaters uh, you know two movies of people coughing you know, and, and just looking next to you, one person coughs. You're like, "Oh shit!" You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can under, I can see why they didn't put it through. Um, yeah, and it, and also the, the last year, as you said, it was interesting that when you went onto any kind of streaming website, their top downloads were movies like Outbreak and Contagion was the other title that was also um, listed as as being one of the most downloaded films during the pandemic. It's interesting how those kind of how people kind of revel in all that morbid shit isn't it <laughs> well if we were gonna have a zombie outbreak a real zombie outbreak we'd be stuck at home watching all this crap wouldn't we <laughs> my next one is um a rob cohen movie from 1995 i believe and that's sylvester stallone in daylight mm, um yeah. also it was, it was you know it's kind of a bit of an ensemble cast with the likes of Viggo Mortensen and, and Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris was in this. Very wow. young Daniel. Uh, uh, and also almost felt like it wasn't, but it almost felt like a sequel to sort of Cliffhanger. The character was very similar to the character in Cliffhanger and, you know, kind of doing very similar things. But I think, you know, Stallone plays a... a is he disgraced or retired... Um, search and rescue guy isn't he or so paramedic he, or something like that they don't really go into it but he is he no one wants him anymore he is disgraced yeah a tunnel which <laughs> has a truck drive it driving through a tunnel is it the brooklyn battery bridge or something like that or brooklyn battery tunnel or something you'll know better than me you live near it what, what's it called isn't that, that but i'm not from new york uh, i always assumed there was a lincoln tunnel <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, it's a tunnel. In it's, one of, it's one of New York's many tunnels <laughs> that is underwater. A truck carrying a load of like highly flammable or explosive materials crashes, and both ends of the tunnel get sealed, and it's down to um, to, to Sly to go in and, and rescue everybody. I thought it was perfectly serviceable kind of disaster picture in the mid-90s. You seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad the dog lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We always worry about the dog, don't we? But yeah. Dogs generally live. But the really interesting fact about this movie that I found out today was Daylight was originally written as a sequel to Poseidon Adventure. Correct. Yep. Um, yeah, which, which was going to be a train carrying se the seven survivors from the, from the Poseidon Adventure to a foreign country crashes in a tunnel and then people have to go in and rescue them how much fucking bad luck does one group of people need that they move from one disaster to another while they've been ferried away it's almost like uh i'm stuck on a submarine beached 
<laughs> they can't get this submarine out of this beach, you know. It's just like, come on. It's like there's a joke that my dad used to say where he said there was a fella drowning at sea and this boat picked him up and rescued him. It was the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that movie? It's like a Twilight Zone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but day, Daylight but, does does is is one of those. I guess guilty pleasure as far as Stallone movies. I mean, I can't see. I, I would actually put Stop or My Mom Will Shoot above Daylight as guilty pleasure. You know what I mean? But No, I don't know <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, he's just one of the, you want to see water all the fucking time. I want to see you still get it. Shoot something. <laughs> Well, I, I kind of like. I mean, Rob Cohen's a really decent director, yeah, I think, for yeah. that for those sort of genre pictures like that. You know, Rob Cohen also did um, Dragonheart. He did Fast and the Furious. He did Triple X. All perfectly decent. You know. Um, action movies. Yeah, popcorn fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Competent director. I guess you're a fan of Oscar. Oscar. Oh, Stallone. what the bloody Stallone? Yes. No, I'm not. That <laughs> fucking film, honestly. What was he thinking? Why did they do that in the eighties? In the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Why did like like bloody Arnold Schwarzenegger doing Junior and you know I have nothing to wear. All that stuff. <laughs> My nipples are very sensitive. <laughs> what were they thinking? Yeah, but anyway, you know, Daylight's a good, you know, what a rainy Sunday afternoon type movie. There, I mean, if, if why would I say rainy Sunday if you're watching water <laughs> people drowning? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I okay, Daylight, fine. Okay, your next one. My next one is probably one of my favorite movies I can actually watch all the time. I know we're taking the piss and, and making fun of a lot of these, but you know, we we enjoy a lot of them just because of what they are, but. Especially this one, 1997's Dante's Peak. I adore mm. Dante's Peak, you know, dealing with the volcano. Another one, you know, a, a lot of people want to build, you know, resorts and towns and and sail on uh, into areas where they don't know or, you know, oh, look at that volcano. It looks very nice. I, I'm, I'm sure the uh, lava flow in the morning while I'm having my coffee will look very beautiful. You know, starring Pierce Bronson as a geologist, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> Brosnan. Whatever. Pierce Brosnan. Sorry, Charles Bronson. Uh, as, a, as a geologist, no, it's Pierce Bronson. Um, and, uh, and Linda Hamilton, before she got her uh, you know, man voice for, from uh, Dark Fate, and uh, she was actually still, in, still being sexy. But, uh, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed Dante's Peak, especially where they were trying to get it on. And you hear Pierce go, oh, I haven't done this in such a long time. And Linda is just, yeah, I haven't either, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I think, Darren, you would have to admit, Dante's Peak is actually fun. I think I prefer Dante's Peak uh, over uh, Volcano because it's coming around, the, around that time where every disaster movie had a counter-disaster movie later on in the year dealing with the same kind of disaster. Armageddon and um, Deep Impact, you know, Dante's Peak, Volcano. It's almost like they mirrored each other. But yeah, uh, I think Dante's Peak is fantastic. No, I agree. It's, it was. I think it was definitely the stronger of the two, um, of you know, between Volcano and, and Dante's Peak. I think it, they came out very close together i yeah. think but yeah i it, it's 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 great fun and uh, and some some kind of pioneering effects in that movie as well yeah. it's uh it, it looked terrific i remember the tv spots and the effects weren't quite finished in the in the tv spots and 
there, there was these kind of orange carpets, which they obviously had to digitally animate later on into lava. But yeah, no. Um, orange carpets. Yeah, there was like, there were these thick orange mattresses or whatever that he was kind of Who running along. Yeah, they, and it, it was like, what the hell is that? And then you realize later when you see the film that it was just they didn't have time to do the, the CG for the TV spots. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, uh, Dance Peak, a decent entry. My next movie I almost didn't see. Um, as a kid, I guess this would have been like 1979, 1980. Uh, two films were on TV at the same time. Uh, one of them was a movie I'd seen the trailers for all week, a film called Earthquake, uh, directed by Mark Robson, 7 million budget, a 79 million box office. It was a big hit. Charlton Heston, Ava Gardner, George Kennedy, Lorne Green, and Richard Roundtree. Re- big all-star cast. A really fun fact was that while they were shooting Earthquake, they had two earthquakes during the shooting of Earthquake. <laughs> Divine intervention, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why the budget was kind of so low, because they didn't have to recreate it. But yeah, the Earthquake, um, it doesn't hold up well at all. It's not a great film. Some of these disaster movies that were, I know we're going to talk about too in a second, that, that re- yeah, that's it. It's just people It's just people shaking cameras and wobbling <laughs> signs and, and things like that. And there's a terrible sequence midway through, which I sent to you earlier on today, and those who are familiar with Earthquake will remember this. There's a bunch of people that get into a, an elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, the elevator drops down the shaft, and all of a sudden this kind of drawn-on blood or something kind of like animated blood flies up to the camera and now I don't know what that was for or what because as far as I know the movie wasn't 3D at all Um, it just looks fucking awful doesn't it squish the rats on the bottom of the shaft yeah (laughs) yeah that's probably what it is yeah and also and also a really interesting fact that I read today was an earthquake traditionally lasts between 10 and 40 seconds uh if you're really unlucky mm-hmm. um this earthquake lasts nine minutes <laughs> so it must have been the end of the world after that <laughs> the, the biggest fucking crack in the world happened for nine minutes you know, jesus christ nine minute earthquake you, you know los angeles has never had an earthquake that fucking long <laughs> but I didn't see that film when it was on the TV at that, at that particular time because my parents said, no, you want to watch this film on the other channel. This movie, you're going to enjoy a hell of a lot better than Earthquake. And I was really upset because I had my heart set on watching Earthquake. But instead, my parents sat me down and made me watch The Towering Inferno, mm. which is my final choice. And I'm sure it's on your list. But Frank, your thoughts on Towering Inferno? It is a cinematic classic, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, even it's, today. It, it's it's the definition of a disaster movie. It's it defined yeah. the genre of disaster movie, and no nothing could ever top that. You know, not not you know skyscraper or San Andreas, both starring The Rock or anything like that. You know, your your Dante's Peak, your volcano, your Deep Impact, your, your uh, Armageddon, twenty twelve, twenty twelve. All that has to tip its hat. And should bow down to the towering inferno. Yeah, yeah. If there's anybody who listens to this who hasn't seen it, it's an old movie. It's kind of, you know, it's pushing 50 years old now. In color, though. Yeah, it's in in color. color, Don't worry. Uh, Everybody in it's dead, uh, apart from probably Robert Wagner, I think, is still alive, maybe. Um, And um, uh, OJ is still alive as well. OJ Simpson's Mm -hmm. in the film. Saving people. (laughs) Saving people, yeah, rather than finishing them off. Um, (laughs) 
Um, but an amazing cast and two studios that came together to make this film because one had uh, one project that was very similar, the other one had another. I think there was a, two books, the, uh, the Inferno and the Glass Tower or something like that, and they brought the two projects together and made this one amazing film. Music by John Williams, which is terrific as well, and a cast to die for around that mm-hmm. time with... with uh, Paul Newman, Steve McQueen, William Holden, Fred Astaire, O.J. Simpson, Faye Dunaway, Richard Chamberlain, Robert Wagner. It just goes on and on and on. Everybody is in this film. Hollywood and Yeah, it's just, even now, I just, if it's ever on TV, I'm excited because I can watch this film any time. There's so much going on in it on every single floor. Uh, It's it's a long film. I think it's best part of, of three hours, but... Whereas movies like, particularly Earthquake, kind of peak in the middle, uh, Earthquake just kind of tapers off. It doesn't build to anything. But once the fire starts in this movie, in this building, it just keeps going and keeps going and building and building yes, and building. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Till till you till you've got this this incredible end sequence of you know how are they going to put it out? How what are they going to do to fix this? And and you get that great line by uh, Steve McQueen, you know, when they figure out what they're going to do, it's it's down to who's going to do it. And he just turns and says, they'll get some dumb son of a bitch to do it. Amazing. And one thing that, you know, with the, the studios at the time was the, the kind of rivalry between Newman and, and, and Steve McQueen was all about who gets top billing. And they couldn't decide between them. And if you look at the opening credits, one of them is first on the left-hand side. I think it's Paul Newman. But Steve McQueen is on the right, but slightly higher. So you kind of, you have to sort of make your own mind up as to who the biggest star is there. One comes first, but one's higher. It's, uh, it, it was brilliant. It was good job. Yeah, it's, and it's also the way that that was where he took two stars. And, you know, everyone said, contract says, you know, I'm sure there's some contracts you, you, you may know better than I do that they have to have top billing. This person has to mm. have top billing over the credit. Yeah. And another person says, well, th- my client, you know, has to have top billing. Well, they just put them right together. He says, yeah. that's, that's the best way to do it. Everyone is. And I think, the, I, I think from that movie, Steve and uh, Paul had a long-lasting friendship. Uh, but yeah, Towering Inferno is fantastic. You know, it's, it's in my collection. Uh, but I'm still waiting for, uh, I don't think they have a 4K version out coming. It, it, des- it deserves, I think it needs more features, though. Yeah, there are some really interesting making-ofs um, for this film. Um, but but yeah, it's it's it could do with a nice um, cleaning up and a and a like you say a 4K uh, remaster or something. I think we need uh, you know behind behind the scene footage of uh, Steve racing and uh, Paul making homemade dressing for the uh, craft services. <laughs> uh, they, that'd be fantastic. Uh, yeah, but Towering Inferno, uh, I absolutely absolutely love that movie. Darren, before we end, I think we have to. Before we get hate mail and before, you know, someone says, you know, I'm never going to watch, never watch or listen to your podcast again because you guys didn't add this one movie. I think we have to add Titanic as a disaster movie. What? I think we're going to have to. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Well, like K-19 or something like that. No, or K-9. I thought uh, I was, I was, sh- what, Widowmaker? No, Widowmaker. I thought, I th- yeah, I thought you were going to um, talk Poseidon. No, because we already mentioned Poseidon to death and a couple of other ones, the underwater terrors. Okay, so it it gets an honorable mention. It then, gets but, an honorable you know. mention. Titanic is going to have to be in there. I actually like Titanic. Um, I will not watch it a lot. 
I tried to watch it at the at the Kate scene where she's getting drawn, and then it kind of <laughs> stops. Is, after is that, that. why? Is that why? Is that like your Fast Times? Uh, it's my Phoebe Kate moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, I have to add Titanic in there before people say, you know, you bastards. You know, it's it's one of the no, biggest. No one was going to say that. Please write to us. You know, and add, and, and <laughs> it it help me out here. Do you think? that Titanic should be on our disaster list. I put it as an honorable mention, and I'm going to end it at that. <laughs> I, uh, Titanic, I, you know, I, I think it's impressive. I, you know, the, 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 um, I don't own it though. I think I, I, me and a lot of other people, I'm sure just could do with all that, do without all that crap for the first hour. Yeah. Yeah, of, yeah. The fluff and everything. You know, yeah. No one wants to see all that stuff. I mean, you want to see the, the fucking painting being done, but, um, no one wants to see all that bloody, you know, class rivalry and nonsense that goes on in the first hour and a half. We just want to see it smash against that big iceberg. It's it, it's impressive, um, and you know, obviously the 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 making of this movie was sounded like hell, and everybody thought it was going to sink like the Titanic, but it didn't. It just it was it was a real zeitgeist moment, and everybody went to see it. Most people loved it. For me, I can take it or leave it. I think I've seen it once. I've seen the second half quite a few times because I, I am really impressed by that. But I can do without all that nonsense at the start. It's okay. I'm kind of I'm surprised at you. I really am. I thought we were going to really <laughs> you sound like dive into the it's like, fucking I'm, disappointed here. <laughs> I'm surprised at you, Frank. I'm very disappointed at you. My father would say the same thing. I haven't been this upset since I watched Cats. <laughs> <laughs> It's a disaster. I thought we were really going to deep dive into the Poseidon here, but no, Titanic. Ti- yeah. What the T- fuck? Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put it on. Okay. It's an honorable mention. It's not on my list. I have to throw it on there as a disaster movie. Whether or not it's, it's, it could be, you know, it is a disaster at the time when it happened. It's a disaster for you, I can tell. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you could see Derek's face, it's like he just <laughs> ate. A sandwich full of mutt and a bad mayo. <laughs> I anyway, so that's it, folks. Unfortunately, I'm really sorry about that. This probably built up to be one of our worst episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Never again will we do these quick fires. Aaron has lost all confidence in me. Um, um, I will be looking for a new partner. We'll look at my Facebook. You know. Um, <laughs> Titanic. Anyway. <laughs> that's it. So that's it. That was our quick fire disaster movies episode. We will be back next, probably Sunday or Monday next week um, with Cool Cruel Summers 1983. And then two weeks after that, we have Cool Cruel Summers 1984. And uh, Dave McRae will be back with us. Can't wait. Well, so we'll, that's going to be fun. We'll, we'll give him a break by coming onto our show again. <laughs> yeah. But also, please reach out to us either on Facebook or in the chat on YouTube or email us at uh, tslmoviepodcast at gmail.com. 
we got so many listeners now and so many, you know, so many downloads and we don't know who these people are. So it's great that, you know, a lot of you are reaching out and we really appreciate that. We really appreciate the feedback. It's been so, you know, motivating and, and you know, it's just kind of driven us to do more of these things and, and, and deliver more episodes. We want to keep going, but we do want to hear from people. It'll be great to, uh, to find out who you all are. Also, I think for episode... 1987 of Cool Cruel Summers I think we're going to have Barry from Wolfman's Got Nards so that's going to be a lot of fun too we may find some other guests to, to join us on the way as well anything to add Frank? no you said it all you said it all as always <laughs> stick to the roads <laughs> and the best of luck <laughs>